Philippians chapter 2 on Logos. But the word today is going to be very simple. Worship team, if you can stay up. Okay, you guys are here already. The word here is going to be very simple. We want to elevate Jesus' name, amen. That's why we're here. That's the name of the event, elevate his name. But we have to understand that the reason why we elevate his name is because he humbled himself. You see, Jesus humbled himself. He lowered himself down low. You see, all of us in this place, we've experienced what it's like to be without Christ. Everyone, we've been in a low place. We've been in places where we knew it was darkness. We've suffered in life. But here's the thing. When we speak of God, we're not speaking of a God who doesn't know us and know our suffering. We don't speak of a God that doesn't know us and know our pain, but we are speaking directly to a God who has experienced pain, who has suffered, who has been betrayed, who has been lied to. When we speak to God, we speak to a God who's familiar with our lives. If we can put this up on Logos, please ask her if you can, if you can help him. Thank you. But Philippians chapter 2, it says this. In verse, verse 5, it says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And we get some of the most beautiful, the most beautiful example of Jesus' humility. It says, Who being in very nature God, Jesus did not take it for granted. And I'll, I'll go here in my Bible. If you're there, you can turn there as well. But see, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Everybody say nothing. By taking the very nature of a slave, being made in human likeness. If we can go to Logos, please. Is Logos working or no? Okay. It says right here that he made himself nothing. You see, this is God we're talking about. This is the one who created all of heaven and earth. This is the one who could smite all of earth right now, who flooded the earth, who sent fire from heaven. This is the same God that we're talking about. He made himself nothing, taking the very position of a slave, a servant. It continues to say that being made in human likeness, he became like us, right? And being found in the appearance as a man, he looked like a man, he talked like a man, he walked like a man, this very God. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. He came low. He lowered himself. Even though he's equal to God, Jesus now came, took a step down to our level and humbled himself. And he became obedient it says, he became obedient even unto death, even death on a cross. You see, Jesus, the whole thing, the whole reason that we get to look at Jesus is not because of anything we do. Understand that. Think about this. If God is so much greater than us, He's so much stronger than us. If he's above us, how could we ever work our way to him? How could we ever bridge that gap? We've all sinned. 
We've all fallen short of the glory of God. TJ talked about how all of man, there's no one that's good, not even one. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. We've chosen to worship the creation. We've chosen to worship celebrities. We've chosen to worship fashion. We've chosen to worship money. We've chosen to worship relationships. We've chosen to worship the creation instead of the creator. We've created this gap between us and God. And by doing that, we can never bridge that gap on ourselves. No matter how many times you've been to church, no matter how many times you say a prayer, no matter how many times you do a good thing, that gap remains there because we've sinned. The only thing that was possible was for Jesus to not stay in his throne, but to come down. To not just stay in heaven chilling while the world burns and suffers, but to actually become familiar to join in the suffering of the world. You see, when you pray and you pray in these altars, when you pray in your house, you're not praying to a God who does not know you. You're praying to a God who knows every emotion, every thought, every pain that you go through. Matter of fact, he experienced that on the cross. You see, Jesus became obedient even unto death. What does that mean? What does that look like? If we can go to John chapter 12, why did Jesus have to be obedient? It's because of our disobedience. Do you understand that? We have disobeyed God in this place. We don't deserve his love. We don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his mercy. Some of you, before you came here, after you leave here, There will be this thing called sin that pops up in your life, and you know it very well. And because of that sin you choose over God, you've become disobedient. And God's wrath is over all of those who are disobedient. We couldn't get rid of it. We couldn't shake it off. Why? Because we loved it. We loved the sin. So Jesus, the reason why we we worship him and we worship his name It's because of this right here. Before he was about to die and be taken to be crucified, he's speaking to his disciples and he replies, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. You see, Jesus was the seed of obedience that needed to die. You see, he's the one that needed to take the punishment that we deserved so that when he died and he went into the ground and he resurrected, that he wouldn't just resurrect and everyone would be stuck in sin, but because that seed was planted, more would grow, more children of obedience, more children of God. And this is how it happens. It says anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. And he says, Jesus, as human, right, he was obedient even unto death. He says, my soul is troubled. What shall I say, Father? Save me from this hour? No, it was for this reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. He says, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd was there and heard and it said and thundered. Others said it was an angel that had spoken to him. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now it's time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up, everybody said lifted up, lift up from the earth. 
would draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to have. You see, Jesus came down low. He came down low. What was that reason why he came? You see, Jesus not only came down from heaven to earth, but from earth he went to the cross and he died and went to the grave. He went down low as you can go. He went from having life everlasting, right? He was eternal life. He gives eternal life to dying on the cross. You see, there's a reason why Jesus is able to say you must hate your life. You must lose your life because on that day, in that hour, he said, I'm going to lose my life. So unless you are willing to replicate, imitate, do what Jesus did, you cannot follow him. You cannot have eternal life. Unless you are willing to come down low and die to yourself, you will never be lifted up with him. You see, Jesus, he was crucified, hands pierced, feet pierced, beard ripped, crown of thorns was pulled on his head put on a cross for nine hours and bled, and all of that was his obedience. You see, he lost his life so that we could have it. So this is what I ask you guys to do. Consider this. Think about this. Is your life worth going to hell for? Is your life worth going to hell for? Is your life worth keeping if you lose out in eternal life? Is this 60 to 70 years worth an eternity? Because if you don't lose your life, now you'll lose your eternity forever. And there's no, nothing you can do about it but this. Listen to Jesus right here. See, Jesus is speaking from obedience. We're, we're listening to a God who actually has done what he's asking us to do. We're speaking to a God who actually knows what it means to be tempted. We're listening to a God who knows what it means to suffer. That's what we're, that's what we're listening to right now. So in this time, what I'm going to ask you to do, right, is to come up again, right? You got your break to sit down. But I'm going to ask you guys to come back up. If everyone can stand up, please. If we can have our altar workers. Listen. The reason why this place is called Elevate because we want to elevate the name of Jesus. And when we say elevate his name, we say this. We want to lift his name high above the earth, right? Just get that image in your mind right now, Jesus being lifted up. Because here's the thing. Jesus, right, when he went down, the Father brought him back up. And he glorified him. If we can go back to Philippians this is what we mean when we say, you know, Jesus has the name above every other name. What does that mean? Well, that means this, is that the name of your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mother, your father, the president, the celebrity, none of those names will save you. None of those names mean a thing in this world. If we can go, scroll down a little bit more, please, to verses 8. But it says right here, right, when Jesus went down to the grave, and he resurrected. It says right here, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see right now, you have the opportunity to bow your knee. 
Because here, because because of Jesus' obedience, right? Because of his sacrifice, he's now given this place, but not just for him to be there by himself, but he's gonna bring people with him. He said, Where I am, my servant will be also. So unless you serve Jesus, unless you've lost your life, unless you said, I confess, I acknowledge that you are my Lord, then you're not going to be where he is. You're not going to be able to see him face to face. You're not going to be able to know him as, as, as a friend knows a friend, as the son knows his father. You're not going to know him. When he sees you, he's not going to say, welcome and share in my happiness. When he sees you, he's going to say, away from me, you worker of iniquity. You, you basically, you worker for sin. That's what he's going to say. So now, guys, when we worship God, we worship this God, the God who knows us, the God who suffered, the God who was obedient, who became a man, lived as we live, but did it right. So let's follow his example. Let's lay our lives down so his name can be elevated. Let's lay our lives down so he can be risen high. Because it's not you that will lead people to Jesus. I mean, it's not you that will lead people to salvation. It's Jesus that will, will save people. It's not your money. It's not your ideas. It's not your, your education. It's not your careers. Nothing you do will ever save anyone. But there's someone that can. And if we lift his name up, all people will be drawn to him. So if everyone could bow your, uh, bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you right now to picture Jesus being lifted high. You see, he was lifted high on the cross where all people saw him. All people saw him die. But then when he died, he was lifted up again when he ascended into heaven after he resurrected. You see, Jesus is high. He's above every name. Jesus is high. He's above every other authority, every other ruler. Jesus is lifted high above all things. Fix your eyes on him. Focus on him. Don't think your life is greater. Don't think your life is more precious than the life of our God. If you in this place do not know Jesus, you're not born again. You've fallen away or you just have never committed to Jesus. You've never said, I'm willing to lose my, my life. I'm willing to follow Jesus. I want to invite you up to the altar. I want you to pray. I want you to give your life to the Lord. I beg you, think about this because it's not something that is lightly. Jesus didn't take his own life lightly. This was not something that was done flippantly. This was a plan that God had had since the beginning. When Adam ate that, when Adam ate that fruit, when wars were happening, when people were dying, you see, this plan was in place. This is not something to take lightly. If you don't know Jesus, today is the day to know him. And if you in this place, you do know Jesus and you want to know, you want to make him famous, you want to elevate his name, what I want you to do is join us in worship. I want you to begin to pray and to ask God to be known in Chicago, to make himself known in Chicago, to make himself known in your high schools, to make himself known in your households. 
I want you to start believing that when he is lifted high, all men will be drawn to him. All women will be drawn to him. That they will come to the knee, they will kneel at the cross and receive salvation. I want you to believe that. I want you to pray that. And if you have any sicknesses, if your family members have any sicknesses, if, there's, if you are ill, if there's anything going on with you right now that you need prayer for, this is the time. Because if we ask anything in his name, it will be done according to his will. So I want to leave this place open for you guys. Listen, this is not a time to be sitting still. This is not a time. This is time to interact. The Holy Spirit is here. This is not for you to be uh, dead, spaced out. Begin to worship. Begin to pray. If you're not saved, come to know Jesus now. Why wait? Why hesitate? What is worth holding on to when you're willing to, uh, what is worth holding on to if you lose Jesus? You cannot hold on to what you're holding on to right now while holding on to Jesus. You have to let go of your life. You have to lose your life. I also want to free up the deacons to start praying for people. chain every chain can be broken in the name of Jesus he's been given every he's been given a name above every other name the name of depression depression is gone the name of pornography pornography that addiction will be broken in Jesus name the name of loneliness will be broken in Jesus name every name every name shall bow Every chain shall be broken. Every addiction.
Hallelujah. Right now, God, we just come against the spirit of perversion in this place. God, we come against pornography. We come against lust. We come against adultery in this place, Lord. We come against cohabitation. We come against these things right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you said that if we commit lust, if we lust after someone in our hearts, we are guilty of adultery. Lord, we pray right now that you would break that chain in this place, God. That every young man, every young woman will be pure in the name of Jesus. That they would no longer be guilty with this shameful sin, Lord. They would no longer be plagued with this thing, God. But they would be free in Jesus' name. That they would not be led by the sinful desires that are so prevalent in their world, God. I pray for freedom in this place in Jesus' name. Pure hearts, God. Pure hands in Jesus' name.